We're spending a lot more time close to home these days, which could in fact have a positive impact on the environment, believe it or not. There are some startling statistics about how the coronavirus is physically changing the environment and in a good way. But it also means that we may be creating more waste or garbage since we're spending more time at home. So I'm coming to you today solo with some simple things that you can do around your home to lessen your own impact on the environment. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a wife to a law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm a business owner, yoga teacher, health coach, and wellness and life enthusiast. And what I really like doing is connecting others like you with resources that could bring you health, harmony, and happiness on your life journey. These three elements are a result of that inner light that flows naturally through you and brings contentment. They happen when you seek to live mindfully as your best self and tune in to following this inner guidance. May this podcast serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more conscious living. Hey everybody, I'm back today and we're going to talk about our environment and the ecological footprint that we make as humans on this planet. But before we get started with that, I just want to remind you that if you haven't taken the opportunity to rate or review this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would do so. And since we are in a time where people are either working from home or um, their routines are really changed, and you may have more time to listen to podcasts, this would be a great time to take advantage of heading over to Apple Podcasts and finding the ratings and reviews section and leaving a rating or a review. That's just one of the ways that you can help grow this podcast and share the opportunity for others to cultivate more health, harmony, and happiness in their lives. So let's get on with the show. Part of cultivating health, harmony, and happiness in your life also involves being intentional about your environment. And during this time when we are all spending more and more time at home to cultivate health, the need for harmony in our immediate environment becomes more obvious. This harmony could look like simply organizing and cleaning your current space to create an office if you are now working from home, or it could look like a more drastic change by beginning to cut out the clutter in your home and create more of a minimalist lifestyle, something we'll talk about in a future episode. All of these things are good and can definitely help you feel more harmonious within your house, but because it's now April and Earth Day falls towards the end of this month, I'll be focusing the next few episodes on how you can create harmony within the outside world around you, how you can nurture the environment outside your front door and beyond so that it can better serve you and be here for future generations. You know that it's spring and that the natural world is fresh and new with life and growth. So it's a good time to set an intention to grow yourself as well during this time. 
which I'm sure you're already doing simply because of the current circumstances with COVID-19 and practicing social distancing. But consider this an extension of that growth by experimenting with some ways that you could create a more sustainable environment around you. But why would you want to create a more sustainable environment or why should this matter to you? So that your children and their children can enjoy our world and not have to worry about clean water or air or landfills that can't hold any more garbage or trash littering our neighborhoods and harming animals or even a global energy crisis. When you take small steps to contribute to our world, the world will continue to give back by producing safe and healthy foods to eat, providing safe places for our kids to explore and play in, and a safe environment for our pets and wildlife to live and thrive in. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of things that you can do to contribute to living more eco-friendly. And I'm going to nudge you in the direction of just a few of the things that we practice in our own family in hopes that it might inspire you to look at the big picture and practice mindfulness towards the environment. And that's what sustainability is. Being intentional about how we use products, how we dispose of products, what products we actually use so that we can sustain the longevity of our planet. We have become such a wasteful society that our lack of concern for the environmental footprint we are leaving is going to one day catch up to us if it hasn't already in some parts of our country or the world. The good news is that because people are actually staying home now with this COVID-19, we're seeing less pollution and less CO2 emissions out there. So it does have some positive effect on the environment as well. The first thing that is so easy to do, but that many people still neglect to do in their life, is recycle. This was something that was put into my brain and into my lifestyle many years ago. And I'm not just talking about your cans and bottles from drinks Uh, But I know that many people don't even recycle those, even though it's so simple to do. Did you know that according to Recycle Across America, every three months, Americans throw enough aluminum in the landfills to build our nation's entire commercial air fleet? That's a lot of airplanes, folks. A lot. But recycling a single aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three hours. So all those shows that you're binge watching right now because you're home, um, just recycle your cans because you will be able to make that energy back for the universe and for the world if you begin recycling. But I'm not just talking about cans from soda or other beverages. I'm also talking about your paper, aluminum cans from food, glass bottles from food, and for goodness sakes, plastic. Oh boy, don't even get me started on plastic and what a double-edged sword it is. I know this can sound a bit overwhelming and perhaps even like a big undertaking, but it's really not. Like I said, I've been in recycling for many years. I've actually been recycling from the time I was probably about six or seven years old, which is over 30 years, folks. That's a long time. 
And yes, there was recycling back in the 80s and even much earlier, if you can believe it. But my point is that it's second nature to me. It's just what I do because that's how I was brought up. And if kids can figure it out, then it's definitely not too difficult for adults to figure out. Even those of you who think that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Most garbage companies also have a recycling program and the majority who do also offer curbside pickup. And if they don't, you may have to go to the minor extra effort to bring your recyclables to a community drop-off bin, but it's completely worth it when you know that this simple act keeps our environment cleaner and reduces the waste going into our waterways and oceans. According to the World Watch Institute, the U.S. represents just 5% of the world's population, but generates more waste than any other country in the world. And recycling is the one single thing that can have a hugely positive impact on preserving our planet. Because most of that waste, if it doesn't end up in the landfill, so much of it is getting lost in our waterways and being sent from streams and rivers around us all the way out to the ocean and harming the wildlife that lives in the ocean. I know that there can be some confusion around what is recyclable and what isn't. So here's a quick rundown of what we can recycle with our recycling service, but be sure to check with your own waste management company to find out what's acceptable because there can be slight variances. We can recycle glass food jars and bottles. I don't really think that it matters what color they are, but they can't have the plastic lids on them. These, unfortunately, are not recyclable for us, but they might be where you live, or the company might just take them in an effort to make it a bit easier for you. Aluminum cans, paper, and cardboard, corrugated cardboard, and plastics numbered ones and twos with the recyclable symbol are all accepted at our recycling facility. Some companies take other numbers for plastics, but it depends on whether there is a market for those numbers as they are more difficult to recycle, so just be sure to do a little bit of research. You also want to be sure that all of your recyclables are clean. A quick rinse to make sure that all visible food and all other contents are removed is typically good. We often will just throw the plastics and the glass in the dishwasher on the top rack, and that seems to do the trick. But it really takes very little effort to make sure that these things are rinsed out and clean before you put them in your recycling tub. The other thing to be aware of is that paper and cardboard that has glitter, sparkles, or foil on it, or grease on it, is not recyclable. So pizza boxes are out if they're contaminated with food, and those pretty glitter cards or the glitter that you and your kids like to do crafts with so much, not recyclable, folks. If we receive or have cards with glitter on them, I typically tear off the part that has the glitter on it, toss it into the garbage, and recycle the rest. And honestly, I've never really been a fan of glitter because it gets all over the place and is extremely difficult to clean up no matter where it goes, no matter how it gets on you. It's just nearly impossible to get rid of, and it actually is the truth. I just learned this past year um, that 
glitter is actually a microplastic and it's actually really harming our birds and wildlife population because it's just those teeny, teeny, tiny pieces of plastic. Um, it actually gets stuck in the digestive systems and inevitably causes them to die. So that pretty fun stuff that maybe you like to do crafts with or that your kids like to play with, think twice about purchasing it the next time or even think twice about purchasing a card with it on it. Um, that's a really hard thing because some cards that I even like have glitter on them, which is kind of sad, but it makes the card look pretty, but it's harming our environment. It also can't break down in the landfill, so it just lives on forever and ever and ever. It really doesn't ever go away, folks. So upon learning this, I've made an even more conscious decision to not purchase products that have glitter on or in them. So how do we make recycling easy for our family? Well, we keep two garbage bins in our kitchen, one for trash and one for recyclables. So by making it a part of our lifestyle, the kids know from the time that they are able to throw something away that they have a conscious choice in where to throw it. This, in turn, teaches them to be mindful of their environment from a very young age. That's just one way we reduce the amount of waste we're sending out to the landfill. Another is by composting. We're fortunate enough to have a yard and a garden, so keeping a big compost bin for the yard waste and household non-meat food scraps is possible for us. But honestly, even if you don't have a large yard or space to be able to compost, there are bins of varying sizes that can be used in your yard or even on a balcony um, that can be a compost bin for you. Composting is basically just the process of breaking down organic matter into a usable form or turning it back into soil basically and by doing so you're creating nutrient-rich soil to add to your current soil for gardening or plants. We keep a small compost bucket under our kitchen sink for our food scraps then regularly bring it out to our big bin near our garden and with water and mixing and the addition of some brown material or yard waste the food scraps break down into soil and we can use that to supplement our garden and potted plants. There does have to be a mix of brown and green material. The green material being your non-meat food scraps. Brown material being other organic matter like leaves, yard waste, that sort of thing. And I've put some links for products that I recommend for composting in the show notes at cairnyogawellness.com slash podcast 29. So you can head over there after this episode and get all the links to any of the products mentioned in today's episode. By composting, we are also creating less waste to put into plastic bags to send to the landfill. My goal each week is to have more recycling than we have actual garbage. And that can be a little bit of a tricky thing to do when you have kids still in diapers for sure. So to combat this, we do a combination of cloth diapering and disposable diapers. Now I can't say that we are super great about always using cloth diapers, but we do our best. But with everyone home now, we are certainly doing more cloth diapering again. And when the kids have gone to daycare in the past, Disposal diapers are usually the 
the option, I guess, um, then we can use cloth diapering at home. You might be thinking that we are using a whole lot more water to um, launder the diapers than with disposing of them. But hands down, cloth diapering is more eco-friendly because those disposable diapers don't ever break down in the landfill. And we're already doing laundry, so it just adds a little bit more. And with washers and dryers these days being so um, energy efficient, it, it really doesn't make that much of a difference. And honestly, if you aren't disposing of the solid mass into the toilet from the diaper before you throw it away, it also runs the risk of contaminating the environment as human waste as well. So cloth diapering and using reusable wipes is a way to reduce your environmental footprint even more. It is a bit more labor intense um, and you can, you do have to be okay with cleaning poop out of diapers, but we have a diaper sprayer on our toilet that helps with that and makes it super easy. And as I said, we do a combination of both cloth diapering and using disposable diapers because sometimes it is just easier. And disposables are obviously more absorbent, which is a must for those longer sleep periods. But it certainly does come in handy when diapers are a hot commodity these days with social distancing and being in isolation, I might add. They have made cloth diapers so easy that no safety pins are required or plasticky covers like maybe they were when I was a child. And so it's really not bad. It's it's very simple. I was a little hesitant in the beginning with our first child when we started because it seemed a bit overwhelming. So if you have questions on that, reach out to me. There's a lot of great resources I can direct you towards. But like I said, we've cloth diapered with all of our kids, and I've tried out lots and lots of different brands and styles. So if you want to know what cloth diapers I like best, I've also linked to them on the show notes page. We've touched on the common recycling categories, composting, and cloth diapering to reduce landfill waste you are putting out in your home. But there's one more thing I want to mention in this segment. Plastic bags. If there is one simple thing that you can do to save the planet, it's to reduce or eliminate the plastic bags that you use, both from the grocery store and for reusable storage. These bags are so, so, so incredibly harmful to the environment and take hundreds of years to break down in the landfill. They get into our waterways and cause problems for fish and birds, But the good news is they can be recycled, including your zip closure style bags. You just have to be sure that the bags are clean, free of any crumbs or any paper or stickers, but then just take the nanosecond of time to bring them into your grocery store or other local retailer that has a bin for recycling bags. They can't be recycled with your other plastics as they're made from a different combination of materials, but they can be recycled. For So for heaven's sakes, please do not put them in your garbage. Even those shipping bubble envelopes that are plasticky and usually have the recycling symbol on them, remove the paper label on them, the shipping label. Sometimes you do have to cut that shipping label off and toss it before putting the bag in the bag recycling and put the rest of the package in a bag with the rest of your plastic bags. 
Then just remember to bring them to the store when you go. That's usually the biggest battle. In our home, we try to use reusable grocery bags 90% of the time. I keep them in the vehicle so that I'm ready for the store. And after unloading groceries at home, they go either into the laundry or back into my car. But during this coronavirus pandemic, I know that many grocery stores have banned the use of reusable grocery bags during this time. So it's crucial that you are mindful of how you dispose of the plastic bags when you do use them. I also use reusable produce bags. Yep, there is such a thing and they are glorious. They are little mesh bags that you can use instead of those plastic bags in the produce aisle. I'll link to some in the show notes page. I don't always remember these because they get washed more frequently at my house than the regular shopping bags, but it's definitely a way to reduce the amount of plastic that you're bringing into your home. And finally... What about those food storage bags? Well, you may or may not know that you can buy safe versions of those that can be washed and reused so you're not just tossing a plastic bag every time you're done with the leftovers in it. So if you haven't purchased bags like these yet, please do. Think how much waste the disposable ones create. But the good news is about those disposable plastic resealable bags is that they can be recycled with your other plastic bags. Again, I know it may take a little extra effort to wash these bags, and if anyone hates washing things by hand, it's me. It is probably my least favorite household chore. But I've put a link to some great reusable bags in the show notes that you can put right into the dishwasher. Yay! So head over to karenyogawellness.com slash podcast 29 to get all of the links from today's show. Okay, I hope this has given you some ideas for how you can begin to reduce the waste you create in your home. It's not as though you have to implement all of these things to make an impact. Just choose one to begin with then see about adding another one at another time. Eventually, it will lead you to look at other ways in your life that you can create a more mindful approach to contributing to caring for our planet. After all, we've only got one Earth. Let's keep it around for a while. I've included all the links to the products I mentioned in today's episode on the show notes page, karenyogawellness.com slash podcast 29. And I also want to let you know that I'm working on putting together an entire resource page with links to all the products that I mention in this podcast or otherwise so that you can have one place to go for my recommendations. Look for that in the coming weeks. Cheers to cultivating more health, harmony, and happiness in your life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to karenyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.